Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Spiritual After Party. If you you prayed, you worship, and you're still just feeling high in the Lord, having a high time in the Lord, well, come on right on in to the Spiritual After Party. Amen. Dial in at 712-775-7035 and the PIN 290-672. Call in and get in in the spiritual after party. Fun, fellowship, wisdom, word, Mother Mabin, Mother Battlestein, Apostle Anderson and the gang, Sister Threddy. Yes. Oh, and, and, and Minister Sharp. Hallelujah. Sharp. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning, mighty woman of God. Amen. We thank you this morning, amen, for standing in the gap. Yes, we, uh, we've we been just looking at all the different things that is happening. Man, and we've been praying, and I see that prayer really has been working on our behalf because water is all around us, but he said it shall not come nigh thee. So I'm grateful this morning, hallelujah, for his word and knowing the word. You know, you can charge God with his word, you know. And I'm so glad to be amongst the family of faith that understand that the word of God, hallelujah, you have to speak it out of your mouth and decree and declare it 
no matter what you're going through this morning, no matter how long you've been going through a situation, uh, a battle, you need to declare the word of God over your situation this morning. Yes, you're in the right place, amen, right here at Family Friends Production Fellowship of Love, amen, where we fellowship in love and no one is a stranger, amen. We speak to nations. We speak, hallelujah, to this earth of humanity because we know that the Father, amen, he loves us and he proved his love, amen. Good morning, family and friends all around, wherever we're reaching at. Mm, coffee time. Wherever we're reaching you at this morning, we're so glad. Our solid partner, Minister Craig, I believe she said her name was uh, uh, Pastor Craig, Minister Craig. Amen. We thank God for her, for uh, Brother Luke, amen, that come by Vietnam out in one of those concentration camps or whatever he said. Amen. We just give him the glory this morning. Truly. <sighs> Excuse me, you all. It seems like all that ought to be gone by the time I get here. <laughs> but it ain't always the truth. Amen. Glory to God. We are uh, we just praise and thank him truly. He has been an inspiration to me. Um, he has been showing me so many wonderful things that he's doing in the earth. And we need to uh, look at the things that the Lord is doing and begin to examine ourselves instead of looking and seeing what things are not being done. He's doing so many marvelous things this morning when he said that he take pleasure and delight in doing these things for us. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Time is first spent. Let us uh, open up this morning with our opening scripture again. Thank you. Minister Robin Lynn gets up early in the morning. Amen, along with all the different uh, setbacks that she has with her equipment um, that she's trying to use. She went out and she purchased a new. Thank you all for all your donations um, and the support that you're showing your love to Robin Lynn. I kind of got off yesterday on you all about how that, you know, over 2,000 people, Robin Lynn, know, and not even mention the ones that she have helped. Some of them are on the air today. And they're getting paid for being there. But you look like the turtle on the fence. Somebody put him there. You didn't get there without Robin Lynn point and click. So I want to say thank you all that love Robin Lynn and that is supportive of her and that is doing things, amen, to make her life a whole lot easier than what it is. I'm speaking in faith. I'm trusting and believing God that you all will bring this thing to pass. You know, we're we're here. We're here not to brag about how much we have, but everything we own, he gave it to us. He gave it to you. And a lot of things that you have in your possession today, it don't belong to you anyhow. You know, he said, and these things shall come to pass. You uh, you need to let it pass. You need to uh, render to see to what is healed and render to the most high what uh, belongs to him. And that's some of the things that we possess today. Hallelujah. Amen. Our morning scripture, opening scripture, is found in the book of uh, Isaiah 61. And this scripture should fit every believer. It is uh, not just because it's said to preach the gospel. Uh, Everyone that believes 
you have a testimony. Whatever it took to get you into this lifestyle that you're in today, someone else could come also, maybe with your testimony. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty fasts, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you this morning for our life, health, and strength. We thank you this morning, Father, that you chose us another day to go forth for you. We ask you that you fill us with your wisdom, fill our lips with your words to speak to your people today. Someone could be touched, someone to see outside of their natural eyes and look into the spirit realm and see, Father, that you've already made a way and we need to speak it out of our mouth. Lord, we bind every element or anything that may try and come against the program. We now bind it, take authority over it, and we lose your anointing this morning. That your anointing will destroy the yoke and that we will do only what you would give us to do and speak today. Bless you on our steps. Bless the people that are here to hear this word. Bless those, Father, that are on their way. And those, Father, Lord, that can't find their way, we ask you that you look upon them now, Father. And we'll give you all praise, glory, and honor. And the most high, the most high above all is Yah, the most high God, in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. It's a sealed deal. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I am excited about this Tuesday morning. I pray and hope that someone else is excited about this Tuesday morning. Why are you so excited? Well, I'm excited because I'm alive, and I can feel, I can hear, and and I know that he has already predestined this day that I'm going to be in it, and I know that everything is going to work accordingly because why? I believe that all things are working together for my good, for we are called according to his purpose. Shama, it's no sense you trying to duck back in the bed. It's 6 o'clock, baby. So I don't know what to tell you, honey. Glory to God. Amen. I guess you all say, you always talking to Shama. Yes, that's right. That, that's what parents do. The Bible says talk to them when they're walking by, talk to them when they're laying down, talk to them when they're getting up, talk to them. <laughs> so we do a lot of talking, hallelujah. But it's all for his glory, glory to God, amen. So many of us parents, we work so hard, so many. The daddy work, mommy work, and the poor child is left alone too long by themselves. Amen, hallelujah. Well, I know back in the 60s, it wasn't like that. You know, it wasn't like that in the 70s in my life. I mean, in the 80s and, 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 and the 90s in my life, because all of my children 
they grew up with their mother at home until they were able. Matter of fact, I, I don't think I ever put any of them in daycare except when my first wife passed away. But all those kids were kept by their mother. All of them was breastfed because I made sure that the mother was able to do that because I asked her, have you ever breastfed the others? You know, majority of my wife had two kids. Uh, let's see. All of them had two kids. <laughs> I know you want to know how many times I've been married. <laughs> we'll talk about that one day when we talk about marriage. <laughs> talk about how the man can't all the time be right. Now, you ain't been married that many times now, and all them wives done you wrong now. So come on now. You're going to have to tell, tell something what you did. Yeah, I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it. I'm going to be like uh, LaCree. I'm going to tell it, tell it, tell it on the radio. <laughs> I'm going to tell it, but this morning we are uh, were talking, we were talking, uh, when the last day I come, Friday, Friday we were talking about how that we've been fighting and have not been winning. So what you tell my preacher? I'm talking about the words that we confess has kept us from waging war and pulling down strongholds. We have not obeyed Scripture today. The Bible, it gave us a, a format that you had to operate in in order to do spiritual warfare, in order to be victorious. See, the, the master... Uh, have already defeated the enemy. Jesus came in the flesh, went to hell for three days, took the keys. See, the thing about it is that we are praying. A lot of people look at me strange when I say, you know, have you ever thought about you spent too much time praying? Look at me like, what? No, you can never pray too much. That is correct. You can't. But the Bible said if the kingdom of heaven suffer violence and the violence is supposed to take it by force, exactly what is he referring to? I didn't see any prayer in that scripture there. He said in the violence, taking it, when the enemy has violently violated you and has come out with all war and sickness and disease and, and doing these things to our children and all this foolishness and stuff, we stand there, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. He said, no, 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 you, you, I have given you all things pertaining to life and godliness. You know, we need to get the word of God out the way he has given it to us instead of all that praying, Lord, have mercy, Oh, God, if you can do anything, God, do it right now, Lord. Oh, God, you can do anything. Oh, God, we need you now. That ain't did nothing for God. That ain't nothing but a bunch of emotional hype. You got to tell that devil, I command you, loose. You know, first you got to command peace be still. I know what I'm talking about this morning. I know what I'm talking about, and I'm not telling you something that, hey, man, it's too, 
I'm not telling you something that is not uh, obtainable. I'm not telling you that you can't acquire this type of knowledge. I'm telling you that you can have what you say this morning. Is that all right? That's all right. If the Bible says in Luke, uh, Luke 10, 19, you, it didn't say, and we, it said you, personal, and you should tread upon scorpions and serpents, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Oh, yes, you are under a vital attack this morning. You, 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 you ought to see how the Lord is doing things around me in the atmosphere. People's testifying, and I look on the news, and the lady tells me that, excuse me, she said, I know it was the Lord's doing because when I made it to the stop sign, police was down beside the car saying, go, 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 go to the right and shooting. And the man, a bullet went and hit the service station and blew the pump up at the service station, shot another man, killed him, shot the police car up. And the young man was an armed force, 25 years old, what went wrong that he and someone else would go out and start killing people? And they looked at his records and it said that the neighbors and everyone, he had a job. They said that he, he's, that's not his character. Surely it's not our character. But listen, family and friends. That's because you're not listening to me this morning. When I talk about prayer and spiritual warfare, they're two different things. We need to get in a deeper relationship of understanding that God, let's get this straight today. God is not going to do anything for you. Well, brother, that's pretty mean of you to say that. No, it's not. He said, don't ask me nothing. That's scripture. Don't ask me nothing. I've given you all things pertaining to life and godliness. He said, whatsoever you think, say, or do, according to the power working in you, you're going to have what you say. So what are you saying about your situation today? How do you take it when the enemy come in and and, 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 and eagerly, you know, uh, he just come in and just bogarts his way in and gives cancer and sickness and disease to our loved ones? Do we allow the enemy to take them out from under the control of this word? No. I'm telling you from self-experience, you all have heard my testimony concerning Shama, concerning myself, couldn't breathe, and many, 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 many other testimonies that have happened to me as a boy, as a young man, as someone trying to find my way in this cool world, how that I've been bombarded with all these evil satanic things that has come out to destroy what the Lord is building on me. The Bible, it clearly states to us this morning 
what we're to do in Ephesians 6 and 10. You know, this word, make no mistake about it, I'm telling you, you people listen to me and listen to me. All around me is water. Ever since I've been living out here and married to this woman, you know, we've had big chunks of hail, storms and stuff. And I can hear it beating all up against the window and stuff. But I just trust the Lord and say, well, Father, you wouldn't give me that car to sit it on the driveway. You know, I want to see his glory. Hallelujah. I want to see the Lord moving on our behalf and doing things. I want to hear you testify of something happened, and only he is the one that was able to cause this to happen for you. You know, I'm sitting here now with the Brazos River to the west of me, to the east of me. We have so many different uh, bios, Buffalo Bio and many, many others. Uh, to the north of me, we have um, Barker's Cypress Reservoir. Uh, we have a main thoroughfare shut down because the water won't let them go across it. And am I worried about it? No. I'm insured twice. The first insurance is the insurance that I have the assurance of the Father that he promised me that nothing by any means shall hurt me. You know, I have to give him his word. You know, uh, for days we've been threatening rain and floods, and and, and I've sit here and I've laughed. Uh, one of the neighbors, he said uh, last Saturday, um, whatever Saturday was we spoke had uh, damaging rains, he said, uh, well, did you pray today that it didn't rain? I said at 4.30 this morning when I got up, I said I asked the Lord that if he would make it possible that my wife would get to work, do what she needed to do, and get home before the rain come down. And sure enough, Friday, yeah, it must have been Thursday, Friday, my wife stood at the front door, and I mean it was swelling rain coming down. But he did what I asked him to do. I asked him if he would allow us to have the rain not come during the time, and he kept his word. What about us this morning? Are we faithful enough to stand on his word? The word will not work for you until you put the word into action. See, the word is, this is the Logos. I'm giving you the Logos this morning. Amen. But I want to, amen, proceed on into the rhema. The logos is the, is the written word. The rhema is the spoken word that's able to do what you need done right now. You know, you don't want to have to wait to be healed. Everyone I saw in the Bible that was being healed, you know, the father told them, you know, that son lives to the nobleman. He told the man that was at the pool for 38 years. He told him to rise up, take up his bed, and walk. He told a woman at the well to uh, go and get her husband. You know, he's wanting to draw something from you. That's why so many times our prayer life is so blank and so dull is because we don't even know how to speak to the Lord. So 
What about prayers being answered? What about some spiritual warfare prayers? What about letting the devil know, devil use a lie, it will not happen, it cannot happen, I counsel every assignment of this disease, and we will not entertain it. No. The boy at the uh, um, dealership Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, the car was all ready. He comes and gets us. He says, uh, I'm ready to go home. I said, 10 o'clock. I said, it's too early, son. Why do you want to go home? He said, I can't hear. He couldn't hear out of his left ear. He said, and I have these headaches going and coming. He said, my daddy is a cardiologist. His daddy was some type of doctor that knew. I didn't call the name right. It wasn't cardiologist. It was may well have been cardiologist. I don't know. But he said, my dad was going to look at it. That was an opportunity, and believe me, I took that opportunity, and I stood, and I told him, no, son, to be honest and truthful with you, how long this has been going on? It's been going on about a week. I said, oh, no, you're going to be healed today. I said, I need for you to believe the things that I want to speak on you, and I'm going to stretch forth my hand. I didn't lay hands because I don't want him to go around telling people, and this man touched me. So I stopped touching people because I don't want them to think that I have any supernatural powers. The power is in the spoken word. Are you listening this morning? It's in the words that we speak. We don't have time to procrastinate and to waste words. Speak what you want and stop speaking what you don't. Now listen, the majority of time when we're talking about a situation, we speak about the problem. The problem is the beginning of the conversation and is the ending of the conversation. This young man was very blessed. The Lord recovered him of his hearing. See, you don't you you don't need to wait in line here at family and friends over here at Fellowship of Love. We just want to just speak it on you. And so shall it be established. You don't need to come to any meetings. Uh, I don't need to uh, do no uh, uh, no two or three business with you. I want to speak it over you now and speak into your life and decree and declare that your marriage line up according to God's standard and that you will stop using your mouth and speaking what you see and speak what you want. You know, if your husband is not responding to you in love, but he's getting, uh, uh, he may say things to hurt you sometimes, why protest that? Why just turn around and say, I bind every spirit, every attack of the enemy that has come out to attack my family? It's not your husband. It's us. It's we. It's your children being affected, you being affected. So we see it as the, that my husband, my wife keep doing this and that. No. Let's take a look over here in Ephesians 6 and 10, and let's see what it says about where all the chaos come from. And then I want you to look at James. I think it's James, the fourth chapter. He said, whence come wars and rumors and all this stuff. Uh, a sister, if you have, look to see if that's what it says in James, the fourth chapter. 
where it talks about uh, they pray and, and, and nothing is happening because of the prayer. Uh, the things will line up when you pray right. You know, you the word told us how to pray, our Father who is art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is. It's a lot of power in that prayer. We're calling on the power of heaven to come and rain down on earth through that prayer. But we got all these long, grown-out prayers. Oh, Lord! ain't doing nothing. He's not going to come to those type of prayers. He taught us how to pray. The disciples said, Father, teach us how to pray. And he taught us how to pray in his word. Trying to get my internet to respond so I can see what's going on. We ought to look over Ephesians 6 and 10. We went through this Friday, but we didn't get a chance to to go too far with it. Uh, for me, just trying to break it down, I'm, I'm, I'm learning how to teach. I'm learning how to teach what he's teaching me. So as the most high give it to me, I want to give it back to the peoples of God. Let me show the fan down, so. Oh, let me sneeze. <laughs> uh, you all excuse me. Apologies. Ephesians 6, we're going to start at 10. We stopped around about 14. Friday, but I want you, for those of you all that didn't hear Friday's message, uh, I want you to hear this this morning. Uh, The title is The Whole Armor of God, 10th verse of Ephesians 6. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See, we need to think right there. I've been doing things in my might. You know, I'm going to give you a piece of my my mind. I'm just going to tell it like it is. I don't care. God is a forgiving God. God... He didn't intend for us to be walked on like a doormat. So I'm going to handle it. No. You can't be strong, brethren, unless it's in his strength. Your own strength will cause you to display anger. may even lead to murder. The Bible said that anger is cruel to the grave. Is that all right? And the power of his might, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the trickery, the craftiness of the devil. For we do not, we do not wrestle against husbands and wives, neighbors and friends, children. Flesh and blood, 
but against principality, against power, against the ruler of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts, a whole congregation of wickedness in the heavenly places. 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have done all to stand. You've got to stand today, children. Bible is saying that after you've done everything you can to hold your peace and allow him to fight your battle, he said, after you have done all of that in these evil days, Stand. After you've been standing, he repeats it again. He said, you can take it. You can make it if you take it. Stand. No, I'm tired of people walking over me. No, 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 no. The people are not walking over me on your job. It's the devil. You know, Sister Freddie said that on her job, all of a sudden they got nice. Because they came up with plans. They gave her a walking paper to never walk back through these doors. And the woman said, and by the way, tell that man to stop coming. The lady is a witch. Tell me to stop coming. I'm never going to stop coming. I'm going to be always praying for her because she's human. And she has a chance to get it right. Stop coming. The Lord said we got to stand. Am I talking to somebody this morning? We got to stand. What am I going to stand on? You need to get the word of God. You know, you can't fight with these uh, uh, carnal weapons you got. I'll just go and load up my six-shooter. Many times, I wake up to find my door unlocked and my alarm not on. It don't make me feel like someone could have walked in. He is my protector. He is my provider. He is my all in all. He is my battle axe, my armor barrier. He is, and the only thing I am to him is I'm a willing vessel. That's it. I have no merits. I have no rewards. I get no brownies. I get nothing but joy and the assurance that the devil cannot take what does not belong to him. My house, the content in it, around it, and the peoples that I'm speaking over this morning, you are blessed and you've been set up for comeback. But you got to get this word this morning. You got to stand. Stand there for having girded your waist with truth. We got to walk in righteousness today. We're not always right. So we're going to have to Get our lives girded about with truth. 
we got to get the truth up out of us. The truth is there, but sometimes we bend lies. No more bending lies. No more bending lies. He wants us for more than what meets the eye. He wants us to come to him just like we are. And the only way you're ever going to come to the Father is that you're going to have to rid yourself of all those little voices that's talking to you in the background. The Lord proved his love for us because he gave us a preacher. He gave us a preacher. He gave us a preacher. And the Bible says, how can you hear without a preacher? And how can he preach except he's been sent? He has someone this morning to tell you that I see you and I understand you and I'm here on your behalf. He can do incredible things for us. He wants to restore us, heal us, deliver us, make us free. But we got to get out of fear and we got to stand in truth this morning. You can't stand with unforgiveness in your heart. Yes, I know he mistreated you. I know, amen, you've been, you know, uh, misled, you've been abused, and we've all been abused. We've done more abuse to ourselves than anyone else. We need to stand in truth this morning. I've been put on the breastplate of life. I was trying to find me some music where I've been laying to slow it down for a second. Uh, seems like my internet is saying not playable, but we got to put on the breastplate of righteousness. I'm saying to you this morning, many things I want to do because I'm tired of taking this mess off people. I'm tired of people lying on me. I'm tired of folks that don't know me. You can't speak nothing about me. You don't even know anything about me. Uh, I'm tired of keeping my mouth shut when I thought I ought to be speaking. You know, just give you a piece of my mind. Just Robin Lynn knows. She knows me very well. I want to blow up. But if I blow up, I'm going to blow out. I'm not willing to take that chance. So we we talk to each other. And uh, we talk each other down into holding our peace and to not give our peace. If you give your peace away, when you do that, immediately the enemy comes in your mind. As long as you are standing in righteousness today, the enemy, when he comes, you'll know him. But the minute I begin to get out of his righteousness, the enemy takes over. Sister Freddie, she testified yesterday that she had gotten angry. And I helped her. And I told her, let me send you some pictures of my flower garden 
what I take my angle away at, I go out there and I start looking at the different colors. I have some yellow, I have some red, some white, some blue, all kind of color flowers I planted out there. And I planted some more uh, Saturday right close to the house. So if it's raining, I can just stand right there and look out the door and look at those other color flowers. You know, we have to have something that have life in it because if you're going to live and everything around you is crumbling and falling and you don't have a fish terrarium, uh, aquarium where you can see the little fishes, the fishes will come all the way up to the window and, and you can name them and you can tap on the window and you can talk to them and it appears that the fishes understand you. You know, you need something rather than to sit there and just battle with your mind Get you something. Get you an animal or something. Have a place where you can walk to retain your peace. Don't let anyone get you out of your righteousness. When righteousness departs, sin enter in. And this is the only reason the battle is not won. Excuse me. It's because we have not equipped ourselves with these tools. We're going to go down and tell you now, he said, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shone your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. This is why I continue to say that you need to know Scripture. I don't know a lot of scriptures, but I know some main scriptures. Job 36 and 11, if you obey and serve me, you'll spend your years in pleasure and your days in prosperity. When things start getting on my mind, I said, Father, this is not no pleasure. <laughs> and I usually laugh just like that. You know, it brings tears to my heart that I can actually speak to the Father and it gives me, and then in return, laughter comes. You know, you need to get in a place of joy and knowing that he has this water. It's already been placed in your belly. It's bubbling over. Don't let anger, don't let depression, oppression, don't let no one call you and start telling you all the negative stuff. Then there you are. They lean on you for you to give them an answer. The only answer you have for them is Matthew 6.33. Baby, we're going to have to seek the Lord on that one. Because we can't go over there and, and, and try to straighten. You can't straighten your auntie out. My baby auntie, she calls me and she informs me because she's a prophetess. She informed me how my auntie is going to respond. And sure enough, she said, I told you, I told you. That my auntie responded just like she said she would. She called me and she told me uh, about a situation that the Lord had showed her. And she was trying to deliver the message. Well, she didn't deliver the message. And what happened, it happened just like she said it was going to happen. Because the, uh, 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 the receiver, the recipient didn't receive the message. She kept uh, uh, kept uh, uh, voiding staying out of the way of the truth. You can run from the truth, but it don't mean the truth going to run from you. 
I pray and I hope that the things that we do over here on the set, that it helps someone, that someone is blessed. And I want you all to understand that the things that we speak, uh, I have evidence that it will work. You know, you all have heard my testimony, how I was just thrown off and messed up, born under uh, bad signs, dad giving me the wrong information, telling me all the things that are wrong to do. He didn't tell me the right things to do. So now here I am. I'm stuck. I'm stuck with the Lord. And I'm not trying to get away from this thing. I want to stay stuck in him. And this word that we elaborating on this morning, it tells us exactly what to do. It's telling us exactly what to do. It tells us that we got to have a breastplate of righteousness, meaning that your chest, your heart, your mind, body, and soul are going to have to be made right. Many people think that they're standing on the word. You know, this is in having 15 verses, the 15 of Ephesians 10 and 15, it said, and having your feet uh, shone, a preparation, let's see, and having shone your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, meaning you ain't no, no longer no busybody, looking like slew foot, foot going everywhere, meaning now, since you having your foot shone with the preparation of peace, you're not going to be a busybody, keeping up mess, running to and fro from house to house. You're going to have peace with you. You're bringing a peace offering everywhere you go. Having your feet shod with the preparation of peace. 16, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now look at here. The shield of faith is the shield that the police officers uh, have up because they be throwing them rocks at them and stuff. So they block off all those rocks and whatever they're throwing at the police. Well, God has given us a shield of faith far more stronger. You know, you need hope this morning. You know, hope causes you to wait because what good would it do you to hope for that which you can see? We need this hope this morning so that we will be able to, amen, stand hoping, amen, and our faith will keep us from being ashamed. The Bible says, hope maketh not ashamed, for the love of God is spread abroad. His love is only going to show itself in your life when you show yourself worthy to obtain these things that I'm talking about this morning. Yes, they are attainable, they are acquirable, you can have them. You don't have to join the church, you don't have to be baptized, you don't have to go through any of that. The only thing you need to do is believe this morning that there is a faith arena, and it's only walked and lived in is through your words. Faith will cause your mouth to speak, not that which you see, but that which you need. Speak to your needs this morning. 
He's given us power in our tongue. We have to speak. Be careful what you speak. I and Robin Lynn, we speak a lot of words together, but we don't talk about nobody. Yeah. Many times we come to the point of wanting to say what the person is really is, and we won't even say it because we don't want doom and gloom to fall upon anyone. We want people to repent and come to the knowledge of him. I mean, he saved us from many things. And if he can save us, he can save you. You don't need to worry about trying to fight your war this morning, amen, because if you start fighting outside of faith, you're going to lose the battle. You need to have faith this morning. And he's given us all the tools that we're going to need. He said, above all, taking this your faith, would you be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one? See, the shield of faith is a standing man said, if the Lord permitted, I will accept it. But I know this shall not come nigh me. Only with my eyes shall I see the reward of the wicked. The Bible said where the wicked can see from trouble. A wicked person die, trouble has died on that end. It said, and where the weary could be at rest. Many are weary this morning, but you won't get no rest in the grave because God has a plan for you. And he wants to use you. He wants to work through you. He wants to, amen, use your testimony. That, that you're struggling with, you're going through. How are you ever going to get anywhere if you don't have a testimony? So every daughter of the wicked one shall be shot down. 17 verse, it says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. You got to protect your mind this morning. You can't allow your mind to be, amen, caught up hearing all those voices about if I would or, uh, or maybe. I wouldn't even take that. Girl, I wouldn't take that off of nobody. I, I, I would do this and I would do that. Well, Lord, every day my wife leaves here, she texts me back about what she left. I need, I need, I need. And I have patience with her, and I give her what she needs. Whatever she left, and I need to bring it to her, and I bring it. Ain't no sister me sitting here not wanting to do. What, you know, and, and, and the thing about it is I'm convicted by the words I speak. You know, I don't don't sit here and preach and not do what I preach. I I, I live what I speak. The scriptures that I read to you all is the same scriptures that I use on myself. And these scriptures, they can work if you would allow them to work. If you would allow these scriptures to work in your life, they will work for you. But you're going to have to obey the word of God. If the word of God says to us this morning that we're to put on the helmet of salvation, If it says that we need our feet shone with the preparation of peace, preparation, prepare yourself for peace today 
the enemy is still going to show up, whether you prepare it or not. The enemy is coming, and when the enemy do come, the only thing you have to do is just remember. Remember what you've been given to work with. You're not uh, on your own. You're standing in the Word this morning, and the Word of God is able to keep us. Do you want to be kept this morning? Do you want to be kept this morning? He's a keeper. He's a keeper, Father. We thank you this morning that whatever we bind on earth, hallelujah, whatever we loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. We thank you this morning for your word is a lamp unto our path, the lamp, light. Hallelujah. In the name of Yahshua HaMashiach, Christ of Nazareth, Jesus, I refuse to accept any prayers, wrong words said for, about, or against me this morning that are not the will of God that would try to override, control, manipulate, ex vex, and in any way affect my will, desire, emotion, thoughts, attitude, ways, or anything else of me. For these people I'm praying for. Lord Jesus, I ask you according to your word in John 14, 13, 14, and in your name to destroy and completely liberate all words, prayers, declarations, decrees, schemes, plans, imposed systems, agendas, mindset, influence, confusion of all types, denomination control, effects, side effects, things, curses, thoughts, strongholds, bad habits, wrong thinking, processes, delusions, and illusions, that you, Father, sons, and Holy Spirit did not intimidate directly or coming through people, spirits of people or that come by spirit of the kingdom of darkness, that would see trees and fruit that has been or will come against me and God's desire will. Emotion, thoughts, attitude, ways, created power and flow, anointing, present, activate, empower, importation, discernment, and anything else of God in and for my life, my loved ones and friends, brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. I declare, I decree, and I speak in the name of Jesus Christ that these wrong words, their spines, their works, roots, fruits, tentacles, and links, yokes, chains, fetters, shackles, bands, 
evil tentacles and links are broken, destroyed, uprooted, non effect, and out, destroyed out of and off of and away from us this morning. My loved ones, friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, amen. I decree, I declare, I speak in the name of Yahshua Hamashir that these word, wrong words, which are not the will of God, will not bear root, see trees, nor fruit in my life or anyone's life that I'm praying over this morning, nor the life of our loved ones, our family members and friends. And these wrong words may no longer come against me, nor my loved ones, my family members and friends, our spirit, soul, and bodies in any way, shape, form, or fashion, ever again. I command these wrong words, sting, effects, and adverse effects, all that they are, and represent to go straight into the abyss from the life of our loved ones, family members, and friends, and never return to us again. I ask you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you would shield and protect our life, the life of our loved ones, our family members, and friends, our houses, cars, land, properties, workplaces, school, government officials, and church members from receiving and walking in or under the influence of such wrong words. Now, all the days of my life, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, amen. I ask you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you would destroy all mental, excuse me, could you mute your phone, please? Destroy mental blocks, whether mental, emotional, psychological, neutralizing, nullifying, paralyzing, starting, deliberation scheme, and plans not of you. Tumor words, trauma words, and prayers not of you, bad habits, the effects, side effects, things, adverse effects, and the power of them along with all demonic spirit released toward my life and the life of my loved ones and my family and friends here, our houses, cars, land, properties, workplaces, school, government officials, and church members, cast them into the abyss and any replacement thereof is the rest of this, any replacement thereof the rest of this day and may try to come back on us. I ask you, Lord Jesus Christ, as you will feel in all areas in each of our life, spirit, soul, and body with the Holy Ghost, and power, tangible anointing, tangible presence, healing virtue, strength, peace, your character and nature to overflow and restore the flow of your anointing to us to touch the lives of others and with all the spiritual ability you have given us to create and be in and through us as you have desired and activated them to perform and to be released to go forth now to touch the lives of others and bring your life in heaven on the scene. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Tell the devil, hallelujah, that all of his schemes, all of the wrong words, and all of the thoughts that you thought about me today, it doesn't matter. Because I know the word of God, he says, he thought about me in Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know the thoughts I think towards you. This is why it's so important that we get these scriptures, get this word. Get this word over here in, in Ephesians uh, 6. This is why I take my time with this so that I can try and break it down and bring these things home so that people can, can hear these scriptures. Let me get Shama. Shama, get up, baby. It's after 7 o'clock. Shama. 
The telephone is in there. I know you hear me. Wait a minute. Let me find something. Yeah. Let me check this Bible and beat her with. Give me one second. Yeah. There's no need for daddy to be racing to school like I'm in a race car because you're late. We we just need to uh, read, you know, Ephesians 6 and 10. It tells us that the enemy is going to come in and he's going to try and do all these things. But if you would learn the affirmation, I have a lot of a lot of teaching teaching stuff here. I'll put together my teaching equipment, and uh, maybe uh, we'll start doing uh, a teaching here where people can be taught how to pray, be taught how to speak healing over your life, how to remove all of the mental the junk that the enemies put on us and the stuff that our parents told us, like my dad told me all that wrong information. Come on, Shama. If I go to jail for tickets, I'm going to rot. But if I go for killing somebody, he'll be there. Just misinformed, bad information. I remember drinking from the time I was three. Dad getting mad at mom. Leave him alone. I bought it here. I put it cursing. Let him drink it so he can be just like me. My dad had an inscription on his arm, on his left arm of a woman, and it said, born to lose at the foot of the woman. It said, born to lose. And that inscription was on his arm for about 50-something years. Well, at, at, at the leaving his departure, when he did close his eyes, that inscription had been left off his arm. I've never seen a tattoo leave on his own. I guess before he died, the father begins to cleanse him, encourage him. Don't you know that that tattoo could bind you? Folks are walking around with tattoos talking about R.I.P., rest in peace. It doesn't belong on your body. So if it's on your body, every time you look at it, and I want you to understand what I'm saying, the reason I'm saying this, and Holy Spirit is speaking to me. If I had my deceased wife on my wrist, my arm, wherever, rest in peace, Mary, we will be missed. I mean, just that alone would keep me so messed up. You know, taking a shower, it would be seen. Putting on my clothes, it would be seen. Maybe it would be on my arm, it would be seen. Everything I'm doing, reaching forth my arm, driving, here I am, I'm married again, and I'm still being traumatized because of my wife passing on my birthday. You know, I tried to put it out of my mind. I tried to put it out of my head, but it never left like that. The only time I could overcome and be delivered from her passing on my birthday is when I when I began to realize that this thing had more hold on me than I thought. I mean, I actually had forgotten 
some years. I forgot how old I was. And I think um, Shama said, Daddy, you fought it for 45 or something. I don't remember. Something like that. Let me see. I don't remember. But anyhow, Shama was reminding me of my age because I didn't want to remember that date. Oh, today is my anniversary, too. My wife didn't even say nothing. She didn't remember. I was last night coming. Ain't the day our anniversary? She looked at me. She said, no, I was on the 31st. But anyhow, I believe I've been married to this wife for 10 years. And I think it's a wonderful thing. I was married 10 years to my deceased wife. I was married 10 years to Joseph's mother. I've had four wives. But when things are not going right, hey, I just get another wife. Not that not that they all were wrong. You know, I can't sit here and say that every marriage I had was a bad marriage. They weren't bad marriages. It's just that if the enemy is working in your home and you've been spiritual and you've done everything you can and it's leading you to do things that you don't do, if you have to put your hand on a person to protect yourself, it's time to get away from them. And that's usually what has been the majority of my marriages, is that I would not defend myself with my hands. And I've been walking with the Lord now for 30-some years. But do I have situations? I still have situations. I have to speak into the marriage I'm in today, and I have to constantly make myself aware that in order for me to stay married to this woman, I cannot get into battles with my mouth. Good morning, uh, Roni. Roni, write, write, write me something on the chat there so I can uh, see who you are. Let me know where you're from. And do you have any prayer requests that you'd like for us to stand in a gap with you this morning? We'll be sure, sure glad to pray with you this morning. I'm speaking on Ephesians 6 and 10. The reason why we don't have our prayers answered, and I asked uh, uh, Sister Robin Lynn to look over in James, the fourth chapter. The Bible talks about wars and all that stuff in our mind, and it's in our mind. Sister Freddie, you know, the enemy always want to come out and he wants to start working in our mind, and if you don't get your mind to move quick enough, he'll get somebody to call you, and you'll say, I was just thinking about that. The word of God said we got to cast down vain imaginations. And every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring in captivity to the obedience of God. And when our obedience is fulfilled, you know, he he, he wants us to not be caught up. See how angry, how, how quick we can get angry when uh, uh, someone called and they have a situation but we need to look and examine the situation and say, well, did they bring this on their own head? I mean, if I sit here and I run a red light and I run the car in the ditch and then blew the motor, knocked the motor up out of the car, told the car smoothed out, and I call you on the telephone and I said, girl, I'd have drove this car up in the ditch and then tore all the funny end of the car until the motor's exposed. And then you get angry about it because it was your car, certainly you're going to be angry about it. But what good is it going to do you to stand there and be angry to the point that you cannot even control? You know, uh, 
I was driving one day down the street, and it's crazy. I was so angry to the police, said, we're going to have to handcuff you because we don't know what you want to do. And the reason I was angry is because a family, some somebody in the middle of the streets fighting, and when I pull up there, they start fighting all over the top of my van. The woman slammed her hand on my van, and blood shot all over my van. She fell out on the ground, and now I'm trying to I'm trying to go, and and the girl said, "Don't hold my mama," and 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 so I threw it in reverse. But before that happened, the girl comes stood up on the driver's side of the car, and I said, "Baby, this is get your people." She hit me right in my eye and gave me a black eye. About fourteen year old child. Gave me a black eye, and by then I was mad. So that's why when I when I did get a chance to run, drive up to the corner police store, which was about two blocks away, then a star ski and hutch driver in another truck, he come trying to run me off the road, trying to hit me as if I'm escaping, running over the woman. The woman laying down in the streets there. If I done ran over her, it looked like I didn't hit this woman. Oh, but God have a plan. Police was in the back. The paramedic said, how fast were you going when you hit The police said he wasn't going anywhere. He was parked, and they were fighting on his back. He didn't hit her. So you see, you can be angry. I mean, I was so angry, I said, this beating hit me. I was mad. I was out of breath. I was angry. The, the, uh, uh, the police lady said, well, sir, we're going to handcuff you. I said, do whatever you want to do. This beating hit me. And so she handcuffed me. After a while, I calmed down. She took the handcuffs off. They said, well, come on, let's drive back around there where that incident And I go back around there. The ambulance picking this lady up. She just drunk. She just drunk. Blood all over my hood. Well, she just beating her arm, beating her hand on my hood. And, of course, she beat flesh on metals. Something going to break, and it wouldn't be the flesh. So I'm saying to you this morning that... You cannot afford to allow anyone to come and to sell you a, 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 a bad a, a bad deal this morning. Someone come and tell you, you understand me, I don't like you. I never did like you. Your children won't talk to you right. They want to curse you out and everything. You tell them, baby, listen, if you can't call mother, if you can't call me in the right attitude, what have I done for you to call me with that? Let them wedge their own wall. I have plenty of them, but I tell you what, I have only one. That's Junior. Junior called me belly aching and flopping all over the place, cursing. He's not cursing at me. He's cursing about his situation. So when he when he finished cursing about his situation, I tell him, son, it wouldn't be like this if you didn't put yourself in that position. Did you make choices? Don't bring daddy into your choices like that, baby. All I can do is pray for you, son. I love you, man, but I don't want to see you like that, Junior. I mean, so he don't, so so he don't, he don't come around me like that, because I I deal with him calmly, nice and said, boy, I don't want to hear that. No, the Lord told me. He said, peoples are angry because they have lost. Shall I put on, put put the water on, baby? They have lost. Track. And we can't afford to continue to lose track. We need to stay in step with the word. 
If the word of God tells us to put on the whole arm of God, in Ephesians 6 and 10, it tells you exactly. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You have no business giving your might to anybody. Well, they just made me mad. No, before you get angry, you need to remember, you're not going to be able to retain his spirit and the spirit of error at the same time. Something's going to have to go. I'm going to choose to stay in his will. And this is the reason for me coming in the morning. I start my morning off. I lay down at night with my mind focused on him, and I get up in the morning, and I didn't even finish Ephesians uh, 6. I've been working with Ephesians 6 since Friday. And we're going to leave that right there, and we're going to pick back up again, the Lord said the same, at the 16th verse. But I want to leave space for uh, Sister Freddie to come and tell me how it was her yesterday after we had tossed it. I sent her some pictures to focus on, and I sent her another little old deal on the phone that said we are we are mighty and and we are mighty. Let's see how it says. Uh, we are child of the most high. Uh, Ten thousand shall fall at my right side, a thousand at my, and it shall not come nigh me. And that's scripture. You know, we have to know. Hallelujah. So, Sister Freddie, how did your day go yesterday? A lot, a lot better. Um, I changed my focus, and um, my blood pressure went back down because it ran up. Uh, being angry makes my blood pressure go up. It's actually, um, being angry for me is not healthy in any kind of way. My blood pressure goes up, and my head starts to hurt, and I get dizzy. Um, after I refocused and Start to be realigned back with God's word and his thoughts because I was so angry. It was just pathetic. I don't know. Um, I started to realize and recognize where that anger was coming from. It was from the enemy because of my, um, because I'm getting closer to God. It's just, it's all text, attacks coming from everywhere. Uh, but I, and I had allowed it to, uh, to, uh, infiltrate my mind and being off of those um actually being off of those antidepressants and everything for about two weeks now, three weeks. I tried to use that as an excuse that I needed to get back on them and I didn't I haven't but I just I just um came and got my prayer book and started looking at scriptures and praying and came in and just tried to refocus completely off whatever was bothering me, looked at those scriptures, and that calmed me all the way down. And that's what we need. We need someone that we can call on, you know, and can talk to us. You know, I tell you all, I said, just call me up. Call me up. I'm always on the line. I'm just like Jesus. I'm never too busy. I told this girl to put the water on so I can try to feed her and mama. You know, there are many, many things that try to make me angry. I told you yesterday, after I had cut all of that grass and the neighbor's yard, too, because he's trying to sell the house. And I'm like this. I want things to be uniform. I want things to look look the same way all around the table. So I was out there. I had been out there since about 7, 30, 8 o'clock, and I hadn't had any water. And the enemy always come in and say, look at that. You out there doing all this. 
and your wife, Shama, nobody even thought enough to even bring you some water. So, you know, that thought started just activating in my mind, you know, because it's true. I mean, that is certainly true, you know, that no one bought any water. But then I didn't entertain that thought. I just came and got me a bottle of water. And then about 30 minutes later, my wife said, Honey, uh, you want some breakfast? I said, That'd be nice. So she prepared breakfast for me, and I come in, and everything was neutral. I can't allow someone to call me of my own mind to get me off into going through a situation because if I let my own, if I let my own mind lead me into a situation of depression and anger, it didn't have to be that way. So we have to choose, pick and choose our battles. The Bible says this battle is the Lord. The Bible says in his strength, you know, to put on the whole arm of, of God and to be able to stand against the wiles of Satan, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spirit of principality. We are for taking to you the whole arm of God that you be able to stand in the evil day. Ephesians 6 and 10. It tells us what the armor of the Lord is this morning. It's not just something you read in a book, but it's something that you're going to have to do. You're going to have to put this thing on. You're going to have to stop looking around you. You know, if I'm walking through my house right now and I look around, I can see so many stuff, so many things that I told you I'm going to do that she didn't do. I'm not going to start arguing about this stuff this morning. I'm not feeling let that get on me like that. I'm going to keep pressing on, doing what I need to do this morning so I can stay focused. I want today, you have to make your own day. It's a scripture in the Bible. It says, have you, have you, uh, otherwise, have you blessed this day? Because if you get up with all the wrath and all the anger and all the craziness that this world can bring on you so quick, you know, your whole day is going to be fogged, going to be scarred and marred and just jacked up. You have a choice today whether you want this day to be in peace. Whatever you need today, all you have to do is to begin to apply the word of God. This word is a very, 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 very useful tool, but it's not going to get out of the book until we go to the book. The word will go right before our eyes, and it will make you so happy. It will make you proud of your walk. You're not, you're not walking a walk without no hands. He's our only hope today. Don't let my mind get me to thinking, because if it's thoughts of God, he's always going to give you a calm. He's always going to give you a uh, 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 it's going to always be, and it's, it's going to inspire you. It's going to uh, cause you to aspire, not despise. The enemy will come in and say, well, you know, uh, they land all folks on the job. You know, you could be next. <laughs> There's nothing for me to think about like that. I mean, the way I live my life is that anything that happened, you know, if he allow it, then I have to permit it. I'm going to accept whatever the Lord allows. But we have to be yoked up with him. He says, in his might, not in my own might, meaning that I use my mouth and I say things that I, oh, I wish I didn't say that. 
I need to be wise in thinking. Sometimes you don't have a chance to think it's out there. But I can be wise this morning. I can pick and choose my battle. You know, people call me sometime 9 o'clock in the morning. It's too early for me to be riff-raffing about what he say, she say. So my thing is what you say. So they call me. The other person is not here to defend. So it's like, well, what did you say? Well, you know, I just went on and I just, when you say I I just went on and I just, I already know the end, but I just don't listen. You shouldn't have said it. Well, you know, when you're mad, this is why you got to keep the word of God at all times. You got to remember that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord, Spirit of the Lord not going to just jump down and just jump in you. It's got to be already in you. It's got to be that living water. It's got to be John, the fourth chapter, the woman at the well. He said he was going to give her water bubbling up on the inside, springing up into everlasting life. This is an everlasting life that you have. This water that you have is water of the anointing that destroys the yoke. What yoke? any yoke, and that's where we're at this morning. Uh, the Bible says we're not in war against our children, our loved ones, our, you know, husband and wife, but against spirits of principalities. He also told us what to do. Wherefore, take unto you. He said, you got to take this. When the doctors say take it three times a day, we do what the doctors say do. We don't do much of this word. This word is living and active. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.12 that this word is the discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. It's quicker than any two-edged sword. It's able to cut and separate the joints from the marrow, the inside of the heart. It's this word. And I'm glad about it this morning. I may not know the whole Bible, but I know what I need to know so that my mind don't get bombarded in my thinking about somebody always doing something. Everywhere I go, I don't worry about it no more. I'm not going to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because I'm going to anticipate this day is the day that the Lord has made. I'm not going to let no one come here and shake me. My wife, she always leaving her stuff, and then she texts me, and and when she do that, it kind of irritates me. But right away, right away, I start thinking this way. Ain't nothing to do but to take it to her. Why should I sit here and text back? You need to stop leaving your stuff. You should get your stuff together on Saturday. You should have had it out. I don't need to. I don't even need to get my spirit man all jacked up. Those are the thoughts that come in my mind. The Bible says, cast down vain imaginations, and every high thing exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bring in captivity every thought to the obedience of God. And when my obedience is fulfilled, I'm going to deal with everything else. And, and that's how I live my life. And I want you all to know it is attainable. You can attain it. It's not no practicing, and I know practice make perfect. 
but you don't even have to practice it today. Just say, Lord, I'm going to walk in that. I'm going to walk in forgiveness. I'm going to walk in your blessings. I'm going to walk in expectation. I'm going to walk this thing out. Well, I'm not going to allow my mouth to go before my thoughts. And I'm going to think on things that are holy and pure and of a good report. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God, amen. We're coming to a close of this segment. And uh, I'd like to know if there's anything that anyone uh, has a prayer request or uh, anything that I forget this morning, uh, anyone had a testimony or anything, well, I do want to open the lines and allow you all to uh, have word before we close, before we get ready to get shot on the school. I just want to pray again for mental health and clarity and emotional health and clarity. Speaking here, and I'm cutting this video on a very uh, special day. I'm, I'm a little anxious here. Um, I have just pulled into work, and I am about to go in and uh, quit my job, fire my boss. You know, thanks to the home business industry, I, I'm able to do this. And, and I, you're I, not going to play that on. You're not going to play that on this one. <laughs> 